Hi, and welcome to the Global Changemakers course on menstruation, sexual and reproductive health. This is episode 6, in which we will talk about how to take care of yourself during your menstrual cycle. Hello and welcome. My name is Sara and I am from Colombia. I am a member of the Global Changemakers team and I am deeply passionate about youth and women empowerment. How to take care of yourself during your period. This is what we're going to talk about in this particular lesson. So we've seen how in popular culture, I'm talking about movies, TV shows, magazines, and blog articles refer to this very natural occurring thing in women called menstruation as something very negative or dirty. And it is often a way to laugh at women. Advertisements for menstrual hygiene products even avoid the topic of menstruation, depict it as something very shameful and as a selling point, some commercials show a blue color substance in turn of blood to show absorption of their products. They are also called feminine hygiene products as if there was anything dirty about women's bodies. I have to say that I have often hidden my personal products such as pads, tampons or my menstrual cup. I have secretly given some to my friends and I believe we shouldn't blush when talking about or asking a friend for something as normal as a pad. Although almost every woman in the world will share the same process of menstruation or menopause, we experience them differently and those differences are caused for the most part by social cultural effects and our beliefs, attitudes and behavior. So this is not natural, that uh, this very natural hearing thing, we sort of hide it and feel shameful about it. And this is why we feel very strongly that we need accurate information to normalize the way we feel, think, and talk about our periods. In this lesson, we will cover your luteal phase and PMS, your menstrual phase, what is it, what colors and textures you may experience, some common symptoms, some tips and tricks, uh, frequently asked questions, and a challenge. As we've learned in past lessons, your cycle occurs more or less every month. The average woman has a cycle of 25 to 35 days, and every cycle has four phases, follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual. In this lesson, we will uh, focus on the last two phases, the luteal and menstrual, so you can learn better how to manage them. Remember that your menstrual phase is a time of your cycle in which you bleed for about three to five, six days. And your luteal phase is right before your bleeding phase, and it's when you experience premenstrual symptoms or PMS. The media often suggests that women are ill during these two phases, but think about it. And that's half of the month. So we don't feel wrong for half of the month. They are depicted or we are depicted as tearful, tense, weak, miserable, unstable, enraged, out of control. And this is not true at all. And some people are very surprised to learn that women have won Olympic medals, given award-winning performances, and even flown on the space shuttle while menstruating. We will learn about some changes you can experience during this time of the month, but they are not a disease or something to stop you from your studies or pursuing your dreams. To be menstru a menstruating being does not make you miss on a career or leisure opportunity. 
For more information on your hormones in each phase, head back to the lesson on the four uh, phases of your cycle. And now let's start discussing what common symptoms can happen in your luteal phase. First and foremost, not every symptom should be considered normal. Only you will know if a pain is excessive or, or if your irritability or sensitivity is more heightened in, than it should be. This is not intended to be medical advice, but a way of sharing information that we have researched and contrasted with doctors and other professionals. Observe yourself, keep track of what happens in your body and your emotions during your cycle. Compare and contrast each month to find patterns. So in your luteal phase, you can experience some PMS like bloating, irritability, headache, mood swings, breast tenderness and cravings. Not all symptoms will have will feel the same in every person or not every person will feel all the symptoms. So make sure you keep track of what you're feeling and what sort of patterns you have. Now, a little bit about how to manage your symptoms. As a disclaimer, and I'm gonna repeat this again, this is not medical advice. If you feel very uncomfortable, something is not right, do not hesitate to consult a professional. For a general uh, tip, think warm instead of cold. Um, for cramps and for general discomfort. Our uterus can swell and move during this time causing some pain and heat will help. This is why our first advice is teas. Uh, some options, um, so we're talking about herbal teas. Uh, some options can be ginger, raspberry leaves, hibiscus, chamomile, peppermint, fennel, even cinnamon, uh, something that will make you feel better. Also apply heat on top of your uterus. You can use a hot water bag or make a replacement and we're gonna teach you how to make uh, two options. Use a towel to hold it on your lower abdomen. Be careful to hold it vertically for extra precaution. We don't want you to burn yourself. Take a clean sock and fold it from the inside out in a half. Take a grain such as rice and fill the sock with it. Close the sock so it won't spill. Heat the sock using a microwave or put it on a pan. Be super careful not to burn the fabric and put it directly on your abdomen. Another tip is to apply a few drops of an essential oil such as frankincense, lavender, geranium, yarrow palm, or myrrh and massage your lower abdomen gently clockwise. So in this direction, if you have a headache, um, peppermint essential oil applied topically usually helps to ease the pain, but make sure you don't have any reactions. Something else is breathe, <laughs> breathe deeply. I know it sounds like such a cliche, but pain can make us disconnect from the rest of our body and prevent us from deep breathing. Um, take at least five deep breaths while you expand your abdomen while inhaling or taking the breath in and then while exhaling you sort of contract your abdomen. Another tip is to eat warmer foods rather than cold ones. For example, have a vegetable soup instead of a salad or some vegetables that you can warm up a little bit. You can also do very gentle yoga poses or asanas as they're called such as spine twists which are this sort uh, bridge pose which is this one <laughs> and you can also do cat cow 
and child pose. Those are very helpful for that lower abdomen. You can also eat plenty of vegetables throughout the month, drinking enough water and exercise regularly to maintain an excellent overall health. And this will help you a lot. You can also ask your mother or grandmother. I think they might have a homemade recipe that will help you. Okay, now let's talk about your bleeding phase, your menstrual phase. So remember that every cycle your uterus gathers a lining uh, to eventually contain an embryo if the egg that is released each month is fertilized. If the egg is not fertilized, the lining will leave your uterus and it will come out, but do not worry, it happens slowly for a few days throughout your vagina. This is what we call menstruation. The content of that menstruation is around 50 to 70% blood, as well as water, different dead cells from the endometrium, proteins, hormones like progesterone, also stem cells, and some organic contaminants. To bleed each cycle is considered healthy, and it means your hormones are working properly and your body is also detoxifying itself. You will also notice how your period can have different colors and textures. What do they mean? Now let's start by saying that everybody is different. Our periods can have some different textures and colors and some colors are considered normal, while others can be an alert from your body that tells you, you know, something's not right and you should go to a doctor. What do I mean by texture? Sometimes your period can be a little cloggy, thicker, or sometimes thinner and more liquid. We will talk about the different colors so that you can check yourself and your overall health. So these are the sort of colors and the spectrum, so the full on texture and the blood colors. Now, if you have a light red um, menstruation, this stone can appear in the first few days of your menses and is something like the combination of your vaginal discharge from previous days in the blood from the actual period. This color is considered normal as long as it is not present throughout your whole menstruating days. If it is, you should talk to your doctor. If it is intense red or bright red, it is the normal uh, color of your menstrual fluids, which will increase in quantity during the second and third day of your period. It represents new blood coming out of your body, giving you a sign that you are not pregnant and very healthy. The dark red um, at the beginning or at the end of your period, your blood can be brownish or dark red and can have a thicker consistency. It is also normal that on the first days you have an intense red and thinner bleeding. If you notice the menstruation is brownish at the beginning or end of your period, it is because it is older blood which has lingered in your uterus and this is why it seems a bit sort of rusty light pink. Um, if your bleeding is rather thin, like very liquid and light pink, this could be an iron deficiency. You need to talk to your doctor, especially uh, a gynecologist, to determine if you might be suffering anemia. Some light uh, pink spots. You should check this as well with a doctor because when you notice this condition, your body could be showing you a hormonal imbalance. And this is why you should consult a gynecologist or an endocrinologist, which is a specialized doctor that studies your hormones. And last but not least, we will address some frequently asked questions. So when will I get my first period? Uh, during puberty, your hormones produce significant changes in your body, including menstruation. 
although there is no exact way to know when you will start bleeding um, or, or having your menarche. Commonly, it appears around 12, 30, 14 years of age. Some women can get it at 9 and others at 17. Some common signs are the enlargement of breasts, pubic and armpit hair growth, and vaginal discharges. The first period indicates the beginning of the reproductive stage in women, and the first bleeding may appear a little brownish rather than deep red. My menarche first bleeding was rather brownish, and this is why I didn't realize at first that I was experiencing my first period. I wish someone had told me, really, so here we go. Also know that you, at the beginning, your menstrual cycle might not be very regular. So you will have um, some, sometimes it will be a little longer, sometimes a little shorter uh, and so on. And this is completely normal. Uh, think about your body is adapting to the changes with time and it will establish a rhythm that will, will be more um, indicative of, of, of what you need to know, but be pay, very patient. Another question is, can I swim while menstruating? Of course you can, as long as you feel comfortable. While you're submerged in water, you won't bleed. Um, however, do take the necessary precautions like wearing a tampon or menstrual cup so you don't, won't bleed when you come out of, for example, a pool or the ocean. That can be a little bit more comfortable because of the absorption of many sanitary napkins, both made for, from fabric and disposable ones. I wouldn't recommend um, using them while swimming, but I do suggest you run a little research um, to find out their pros and cons and what, what can feel a little bit more comfortable. It's more about experimenting and feeling very comfortable and talking about Comfortable, another question is, can a person have sex while menstruating? Where there is a whole stigma related to the sex taboo. Uh, so the avoidance of sexual intercourse during menstruation and a communication taboo. So we don't ask and we don't talk about menstruation. There are no medical contraindications about having sexual relations when bleeding. However, your vagina will be more sensitive. So take care of yourself to avoid infections. Also know that some women are still ovulating during this phase, so make sure you use protection always. So it is up to you and your partner to decide. Make sure you always feel comfortable in any sexual relation. My advice, my personal advice is ask yourself how you feel about it and inform your partner about it and ask them if they feel comfortable. So the, I guess the formula would be communication, and consent. Now, as a challenge, I would ask you to ask your mother or grandmother or another woman that you would feel comfortable talking and if they are comfortable sharing, uh, ask them about their first menstruation. How did they take care of themselves and what homemade recipes they have for common symptoms such as cramps or headaches. I was very, very surprised when I asked my grandmother and she advised me to never walk barefoot to keep myself warm um, and to drink tea. And she was the one who taught me how to make my own hot water bottle that I just taught you. So I hope that uh, these are the references that you can also uh, consult. And I really hope that you have enjoyed this lesson and can put into practice. Thank you.